Psalms 42 and 1. I'm not going to take hopefully too long this morning. We're at 11.30 and I appreciate um, our wonderful people and you're always very kind to say go ahead and just preach but sometimes I just want to make sure that we're we're uh, as respectful of your time as much as we are respectful for the presence of God that we feel Psalm 42 and one a very familiar portion of scripture I think it truly shows a desperation and desire for the presence of the Lord I want to encourage someone today that as much as your predicament may declare unto you that there is no hope or that there is no other alternative, there is hope and there is help in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Psalm 42, to the chief musician, it says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. For my soul thirsteth for God. For the living. There are many little G-gods. That sounds kind of funny to say that, little G-gods. God spelled with a little G. There are many gods of this world, but there is only one living God and David is inquiring of the Lord saying my soul thirsteth and that's what I want to speak on for the next few moments why should I die of thirst why should I die have in you, oh God. I'm asking right now that you would feel every vessel, that you would feel every mind, that you would feel every spirit and every soul. I'm asking right now that healing would come forth through the Holy Ghost. I'm asking that strength and deliverance would come forth. We're asking, oh God, for what you have seen in us, that you would pour out of your spirit upon us right now. Touch every spirit, every mind. God, I'm asking that you would heal broken bodies. I'm asking that you would heal broken hearts right now. That you would take away confusion and fear. Oh God, that you would fill our soul and let our cup of run over, oh God, right now. In abundance of mercy and grace, we ask in the name of Jesus. And let everyone say amen. Why don't we praise the Lord one more time before we're seated this morning. A psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah says that, O God, Thou art my God, and early will I seek Thee, for my soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. My soul, he implies, implies here to see Thy power and Thy glory. I have seen thee in the sanctuary because thy loving kindness is better than life and my lips shall praise thee. 
I think we, we know how necessary water is in order to survive. I think we have all, knowing how to manage Arkansas summer heat, how necessary water, and sometimes with the help and the assistance of Gatorade and Powerade, as my, my wife really enjoys, that having the sustaining nourishment of water and the right fluid in your body to keep your life sustained in an operating level. What the water uh, that we have in this world is, is really something to be in awe, in awe of because the earth itself is 75% covered with water and that's just what you can see on the outside surface. I was thinking, I would say last night, but it wasn't last night, it was really this morning as I lay awake and was uh, after studying and reading how the Bible declares in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. I mean, it, it was just one continuous body of, of water that God had created before He ever separated it with land and before He ever gave revelation of light to it that the earth was completely covered and so it's no longer no no not just a an amazing fact that 75 percent of the earth on the surface is covered with waters but that's not even showing the waters that are underneath the lands and the underground rivers and in streams that flow from mountaintops to valley lows even in the under um in the ocean there are rivers that flow through caverns even through the earth under the ocean it's it's quite amazing but that your body is made up primarily of water. That plants are primarily made up of water. Every living thing has its makeup primarily of water. And it wasn't, it just seemed like yesterday. I wasn't, it was after I got out of high school. If you wanted something to drink, I grew up in the days, if you were thirsty, you went to the water hose outside because one, mom didn't want you coming in and out and dad didn't want you to let out the bought air but you know we drank out of the water hose and if you wanted water um i remember when brita filters first came out and you would put water in a pitcher in the refrigerator that's because they were cleaning the water that was coming out of the tap but that wasn't the fact when i graduated high school it wasn't just a couple of years bottled water became the thing like how much money could you make out of uh, bottling something that you can just go into your kitchen and flip the flip the nozzle and, and there it is but oh my goodness did it not take over now you go to any convenience store or gas station or Walmart and your aisles are lined with dozens of different companies that take this one thing that the earth is full of I'm waiting for someone to get rich out of bottling air Hey, if someone can have a pet rock and get rich, then certainly someone here, here's a box of air, $29.99 plus tax. And you walk out of the store and you open it and you're like, oh, that's great, but it's, oh, it's the same thing. You know, just, it's there. Someone got rich quick. Someone said, I saw them coming. They saw the whole world coming is what they did. That's, that is business visioning right there. Like, listen, I'm going to sell what everybody has almost complete 100% access to. I'm going to put it in a bottle and I'm going to send them home with it. 
My wife will like, we don't have any water. I'm like, you just go into the kitchen and there it is. But we don't have any bottled water. How did we become so dependent? But there is an abundance of water in this world. And it's sad to know that as abundant as it is, that there are still people that die of thirst. There are across this globe people struggling to quench their thirst with the most abundant natural resource that we have. There are places that right now that are struggling with drought and whatever reason or another has caused it pockets of places experiencing no gifts from heaven at all. Sudden shifts and atmospheric pressure, excruciating heat, parched climate, moving fronts, all these people in the wakes of dry and dying lands, empty vessels, thirsty people longing for just one drop. David truly put it out. He says, as the deer panteth for the water brook, so my soul longeth after thee. So many times we must be empty and dry to be filled because so many people always come to God and they never get what they need because they're not willing to empty out their life. But there are some people that life has already emptied them. And they're thirsty for something that only God can give them. And they're desperate. And they're longing. And they're waiting to be restored. They're waiting to be revived. They're waiting to be refilled. We have been emptied so many times by loss. We've been emptied so many times by hurt. We've been emptied so many times by the cares of this world and what this world has given to us. And we have seemed to come to this point where we're no longer thirsty for what God has for us. Often in response to God's pouring out, we have emptied ourselves before Him. We, we pour it out in worship. There was a beautiful emptying out of our hearts and our faith in this altar already this morning when someone has come to the Lord and said, I need what you have. I long for what only you can give. And when I'm at the end of myself, I'm, I'm at the end of my being able to fix it and put it together. Now I've come to the place where I am thirsty for you. I'm ready for you to step in. I'm ready for you to move. I'm ready for you to let yourself be known. We have emptied ourselves before Him to receive of Him. We pour out of our heart our praise and our worship. We have poured out of our heart our desire and our desperation to receive of His hand. We pour out of our want, but we waste what has only been given because we have refrained in times of abundance. How many times have we come to the Lord and our cups are already filled that we can't receive? And when God is trying to do a work and God is trying to, to do a thing and God is trying to reestablish Himself, we're already too full. 
You can't afford to worship another service because you're still living on the blessings of yesterday. You, you, you don't need to stand with the praise team and worship because I've already got enough God to make it through. I've already got enough Holy Ghost. I, I've already got enough Jesus. I, I've already got enough. And, but yet when things begin to wane that and empty that out, then only then you come running in desperation. As David said, as the deer panteth. But what happens when in those seasons as the deer is panting, there's nowhere to run? And receive it. There's nowhere that is giving out abundance. What happens when you come running to God and the heavens are dry and the days are long and the seasons are unending? We have forgotten in our times of abundance that there are seasons of silence, there are seasons of stagnation and stillness. Have we been blessed so, so many times already that we have forgotten what it's like when it seems like God's not hearing our prayers? Have we lived so long in these last few months of abundance of God pouring out His presence of Holy Ghost breakthrough in our worship services of people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost of baptizing children and then the water and grave of baptism? Have we forgotten what it's like when there's nobody And the people are. Why? Because our lives are already so full of the goodness of God that I have no need for something today. But you let life empty that cup a little bit. And you keep pouring out into into relationships. And you keep pouring into unanswered prayers. And you keep pouring out into your job. struggle and it won't be very long and you're running to God panting as a deer panteth under the water and you're wanting to know where's the move, where's the healing where's the touch, where's the stop street, where's the salvation and where's the deliverance only to find and now you've entered into a season of stillness because we go through those seasons of waiting we go through those dry spells and we go through those dry seasons because as the heavens move so the weather moves some have had their share of abundance and their ground is so full and muddy that the walls, the, the falling of heaven just puddles up and you just have this muddy mess Sister LaCaro was speaking a couple weeks ago about what happens when you get in a muddy mess you get stuck and then when you don't know how to navigate through a muddy mess, when that muddy mess begins to dry up, then it becomes hardened. 
You see, we got a lot of people that you'll, you'll, we'll, we'll, we'll reject the moving of God when we reject the atmosphere of praise uh, because it just keeps piling up and piling up. But then you refuse to move for so long, it begins to set in. And the next thing you know, you're hardened to what God is trying to do. And when you long for Him to do something, you can't even receive it because even though the mud through the mud, it begins to reject what is there and begins to overfill. I don't, I don't need anymore. When it begins to dry out, then it still begins to reject because it's now it's too hard. And now the rain can't even penetrate the ground. But yet there are people who die of thirst. There are people who are struggling to find peace in God and strength in God. You leave overly saturated and refusing to accept what the heavens have already pulled out. And yet there are others unlike the, the rich and overly saturated that thirsty field is ready to receive. You've been dry for too long. And, and so when you receive, realize that you've been rejecting it for too long and, and you've been in need of it, now you've been Because I'm going to tell you something. Your arms are too short to box with God. God will make you want Him. And if God won't make you want Him, life will make you want Him. And when life stops giving you the hands that you need, you'll start going through your life and you'll start tearing some things up so that when God does start doing things in your life, you're able to receive it. Why should I die? of thirst. There is no reason why I should come to His presence and not be able to hear of Him and receive of Him if I make myself available. It has all been seen too well what life is like in a place like that. An empty well where no water is. David is crying. He said, I am thirsty for you in a land where there is no water. Where am I going to go to find help? Where, where am I going to go to be sustained? Where am I going to go to find joy? Where am I going to go to get this overflowing in my spirit that I need and that I long for? Where have you been going to find it? Where have you been going to search for it? David said, I, I'm longing for you in a dry and a barren land where there is no water. I think it was very poignant when they threw Joseph in a well. The Bible said that they threw him in a well where there was, where there was no water. They started his journey in an empty place. They started his next walk with God and the next step of his journey in a place where he had no substance to feed him. And the Bible said that while he was in this well where there was no water, his brothers fed themselves and they laughed and they mocked about what they were planning to do. I'm going to tell you something. You might be thirsty, but there's a lot of people that don't have your needs. I've seen it all too well. When the heavens are open and God is pouring out, but people are either refusing or not responding. And their life is dry. And their life is in, in, in need. And their, and their life is, is in longing. So what do you do 
The Bible says when the land was covered in a drought for three years, Elijah went up seven, seven times, seven times up and seven times down looking for a hand from heaven, looking for an answer from God, looking for a cloud of hope, only to hope to end a drought and ending to the idea that there was hope outside of God, the living God. David said, no, my soul longeth for the true and the living God. Elijah realized if we're going to have an abundance, if we're going to have healing, it's only going to come from one. And he said, if we're going to do this, if we're going to seek this, then we have to do what we need to do to get his attention. And the first thing that he did is to and then he would hear from heaven. Elijah was like, if I'm going to look for the hand of God, I'm going to establish something for the hand of God to reach. And so he repaired the altars of the Lord that had been torn down. A hand from heaven in order to bring in an abundance of rain because there is no reason why anybody should die of a spiritual thirst. What's good about what Elijah saw is that he heard the sound before he saw it. He had faith that it was coming by what he was hearing before he could even see it. And before he could even smell it. He said, don't let the rain stop you. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I, 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 don't, I don't get it when people, are they, they, they get enough to be satisfied and they won't. I want God to do more than what I'm expecting. I want God to do more than what I long for. Why? Because when I'm thirsty, I want to make sure that my thirst is quenched. I don't want it to sit enough. I was working at um, my previous job. I I went through a time where I needed to lose weight, so I was trying to lose weight. Therefore, I wasn't drinking sweet tea, and I wasn't drinking Dr. Pepper. Lord, forgive me. And then all I was doing was drinking water every day. I was drinking a gallon, and almost a gallon and a half of water. That's a lot of water for somebody. There's a guy that works in the office. His name's Dylan. He's an avid of. Uh, CrossFit guy, and he said, you know, if you drink too much without exerting any energy, you can get water off. You can literally drown your body by drinking too much water. Well, I don't thought people could only drown if they got, you know, completely submerged in water. No, you can drown yourself by completely drinking too much water.
I don't want us to feel that when you come to the house of the Lord, that when you leave, you leave just as thirsty when you left as what it is when you come because there is no reason why you should die of thirst. There's no reason why you should struggle 